welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you learn how to find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows. This is not your average grief group. This is your journey group. It just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of widowhood. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of Widowed and Widow Coach, and I'm a professional certified life coach. Let the healing and your personal journey begin. Welcome to episode 143. This week, I want to talk about a question that I've been asked a couple of times now, and you know, I think it might be a question that's in a lot of minds. So let's jump on it. The question I get asked is, do you still have good days and bad days? It's been almost five years now since Jim passed away at the end of this year, which the year I'm podcasting in is 2019. At the end of 2019, it will be five years. And yeah, I still have good days and bad days, but here's the thing. Most days are good. The bad days, I think, might have been down days anyway, even if he were still here, because life is a combination of good days and bad days, right? I'm sure that before your spouse passed away, did you have good days every single day of your life? Where there's occasionally days where it's like the whole world is against me, nothing is working, I feel really down. Did you have days where you felt like, oh, I really don't want to get up and be an adult today, <laughs> right? Let me just stay in bed today. I bet you did. I know I did, right? But even before Jim died, I had down days. I had days where I just didn't want to do anything, days I didn't want to deal with stuff. And I think that it feels amplified to us after they pass away when we have those days, because when you hit that downward spiral, it is so easy to spiral all the way down, right? Because we are dealing with grief. We're dealing with a lot of emotions. We're dealing with a lot of sadness anyway. So when you have a down day, maybe it goes down a little farther than it normally would. But for me, it's all in how you choose to react to those down days, to the bad days, okay? I think in Missing Jim, it's more than moments that I just take in, right? Sometimes those moments can even make me smile. I like remembering Jim. It, it, you know, it used to be like a knife in my heart all the time initially, and it's not like that now. So many times it's like really sweet. So many times it's just funny memories. Just last night, I was hit with a random memory that made me laugh right outside instead of making me sad. Let me tell you about it. Um, because it's just such a little tiny thing, but it's good to know that you can reach a place where you experience one of those memories and it doesn't break your heart. 
Okay, I was posting a video replay for my in my Certified Widow Coaches class, right? We record our calls that we do, the class lessons, and I put them up in our secret group so that anyone who missed class can watch the replay, or sometimes my students just like to go in and watch some of the replay anyway to really get what I was teaching. And when I put that link up, and it always shows like a screenshot of the recording, and on this screenshot of the recording, the like little play arrow that's in the middle of the video, you know, when you see videos posted on Facebook, it was like right on my nose. And I looked right up and went, I see that, Jim. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> because let me explain. At one point, Jim was learning like a bunch of different languages and he had downloaded little programs on his computer to learn languages. So there were little icons on his computer and the icons just said like Italy and another icon said France and another icon said, I don't know what it was, Greece, something. And um, the background on his computer, he had a picture of me. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, he had me on his computer background. Politically at that point in time, and I can't even remember why because this was some years back, you all. But politically, I was ticked off with France. There was something they did for us, or they weren't supporting us, and I was just like, you know, France is dead to me. <laughs> I was really mad about it. Jim, whenever he was mad at me or thought that I was being mean, would go drag the icon that said France and put it on my nose on the picture in his background. And he would say, France is on your nose. I'm putting France on your nose. So it just became one of those stupid, funny things between two people that nobody else would get, right? But whenever he was upset with me or annoyed with me for any reason, he would put France on my nose on his computer. And so as, when I saw that replay, as soon as I posted the link and it showed the preview come up with that arrow right on my nose, I immediately remembered how he used to put France on my nose and I had forgotten that little piece, right? It was something that I hadn't thought about in literally in years. And it did not make me cry. It did not make me sad. It just made me remember him and that funny sense of humor. And it made me laugh instead of making me sad. So I just want you to know that, yeah, you're going to have good days and you're still going to have some bad days. Eventually, the good days begin to outnumber the bad days. And maybe at some point you realize you're having a bad day because you just would have had a bad day anyway, right? It complicates it that they're not there, but it's a bad day that would have been a bad day anyway. One of the people who asked me about it said they needed to hear about it because for some reason or other, they were, getting, they were cleaning the house up and they just started crying. It happens, right? It happens after loss. Something can hit us or trigger us that we just start crying. I always allow myself a little bit of a cry. Then I go wash my face and get back about my business for the day, right? You just have to let your heart move through those moments. Sometimes it helps me if I go put on some dancing music. If you've listened to me long enough, you probably know that um, 
I love to dance in my kitchen. <laughs> Secret kitchen dancer, singer. I have kitchen karaoke going on sometimes. I have, um, I had bought an Echo Show that has a screen on it and I put it in my kitchen because a lot of times when you're playing music on an Echo Show, it shows you the lyrics as it's playing so you can sing with it. But putting on upbeat music and dancing in my kitchen always picks me up right? That always lifts up my spirits. So think about the things that lift up your spirits. Like, girl, go put your records on and dance. Because if that's what's going to make you feel better, when I think about in the past, when I would have a down day when Jim wasn't even around, yeah, I would indulge myself a little bit, right? Bubble bath, candles, music, get out of my hair, leave me alone. I'm going to have a glass of wine. <laughs> So, yes, even after nearly five years, there are still some down days. It's just going to happen, y'all. But you can have more good days than down days. What are some other ways to have more good days than down days? Find a goal. Find what lights you up inside. Now, this is always it's like easier said than done. I get it. But it's a lot of what we work on in the Widow Coaching Center is helping you reconnect with who you are and what you do feel energized by, what lifts you up, what lights you up, so that you can begin to create some goals, set some plans in motion to be doing the things that really lights you up. For me, you guys, you got to know, coaching is what lights me up. I love life coaching. I love to coach myself. I love to coach others. I really love teaching coaching to my students who become certified widow coaches. It's like, that's my jam. I love learning more about coaching. I'm telling you, as a life coach, I never stopped learning. There was no point along the way in all these past decades that I was coaching people and leadership coaching and life coaching that I said, okay, I know how to do it. Now I'm just going to go do it. No, I continue to grow and learn and journal and read self-help books. I've always loved to read self-help books. And now I've created a profession for myself where I get to read self-help books as part of my job. How cool is that? So when I reconnected with what it was that really lights me up, like, let me take a look at what I want to create in my own world, because I know my thoughts create my reality. And I realized that I could create any reality I wanted to for my life. At first, it felt overwhelming to think that when you go, you know what, at this point in my life, I could do anything I want to. It's scary. And to think, to know that you can do anything you want to. It doesn't mean like, oh, I have all the money in the world. I can go do anything. No, money has nothing to do with it. It's really more about, do you feel free of worrying about what other people think you should be doing or doing what you should be doing? Right? For me, that came after my parents passed away at different times. First, I lost my dad. Um, 10 years later, was it 10 years later, five years later, something like that. My mom passed away. So now I no longer were trying to live up to my parents' expectations. I was no longer worrying about what my parents would think, 
right? That gave me some additional freedom in my life, actually, because I was a people pleaser and I wanted to do the things that made my parents proud of me. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, now I can do things that make me proud of me. That's freedom. That's total freedom. Once Jim passed away, I really felt like, wow, there's nothing holding me to anything at this point. I really could make my life be whatever I want my life to be, good or bad. And so I set about beginning to design my life a little bit. Doesn't that sound fascinating? Like, do you know that you get to design your life? You can sit down and decide exactly how you want your life to be. Kind of like sitting down and deciding where you want the furniture in your living room. Where do you want the furniture of your life arranged? What do you want to be doing? How do you want to be spending your mornings? Where do you want to live? Do you still want to live where you're living? Or do you want to go find something different? These are all options that are out there on the table. Maybe not as freely on the table if you still have underage children at home because you want to keep them in the schools they're in, right? And I get that. I know for younger widows who still have kids at home, your kids become your main focus immediately. It's like you put your own grief on hold a little bit because you want to make sure your kids are going to be okay without their dad. And you're going to make sure that you're going to be able to raise those kids. Like you didn't bargain to be a single mom. And all of a sudden you find you're a single mom. That's a lot to get your arms around right there. But you can allow that to light you up. Like, how am I going to be the best mom ever for these kids? How am I going to create a life of stability for them? That is going to take you through maybe the next 10 years or more, depending on how old or young your kids are in building a life with them. But that moves you forward too. Double-edged sword, it moves you forward with your kids, but once your kids leave and you become the empty nester, it's like all that old grief is going to come back and hit you. You've been warned. Be ready for it. Hire a widow coach to talk to. Seriously. That's the time that your hand comes off the pause button for your grief. And it's your time to work through what's left of that grief. And don't think it won't still be there. I hear from widows as their last child is getting ready to graduate high school, go off to college in the world. It's like they've done it. They made sure their kids got through school, were able to get to college, and now it's happened and everything comes crashing around them, right? So know that ahead of time and plan for it too. Maybe as you are trying to prepare for how you're going to take care of your children, you also prepare for how you're going to take care of yourself once your children are out on their own. Maybe you start looking at all the certified widow coaches out there now that I have certified and worked with and trained to decide who it is you're going to want to connect with five years down the road, 10 years down the road. Know that you want to make sure that you can hire a widow coach to work through that. That would be awesome. But that's how to have more good days when you can hit on what lights you up inside and create a goal around it. Now it makes you want to get out of bed in the morning when you wake up, right? 
because you've got something planned. You've got something you're working towards, even if it's like taking a million little steps towards it because it's a big goal. And I would encourage you to dream really big, but I know that comes down the road. Most of us have to start dreaming in little baby steps before we can dream really big. Maybe what lights you up and becomes initial goals are a bunch of little things. Like I'm going to start doing a little yoga every morning because I just feel like I just sit in a chair all day. And there are great little yoga videos you can get. I used to have, I think it was seven minute yoga that I used to do. Oh, it was called AMPM yoga. And it was only about seven to 10 minutes of yoga. AM, PM yoga. Um, this was before Jim died, but when I decided I needed to really start stretching out my body, I was doing that little bit of yoga every morning, every night. I had one of my house cats who decided that he would do yoga with me. It used to, I'm telling you, it was the funniest thing you've ever seen. That cat would hear the beginning music of the video come running into my office where I had my yoga mat laid out, get on that yoga mat with me. And that cat would do yoga. <laughs> it's hilarious. So maybe it's as little as you want to start doing a little bit of stretching yoga. Maybe you decide you want to try meditation every morning, right? Maybe you just want to create some new habits that you want to start working towards. Maybe you want to drop some weight. So you're going to join a gym. You're going to figure out how to feed yourself a little cleaner. You're going to try giving up sugar. Whatever it is that motivates you, that makes you feel like, yeah, I'm going to go do this. Take it on because any goal, no matter how little or how big is what is going to set you up to begin having more good days than bad days because you're working towards something instead of being stuck right, right where you are. So many widows get stuck right where they are. They get stuck on the day their husband died and they don't go forward from that day. You need to go forward and you need to go forward towards something that kind of sets you on fire. Where's your passion, right? Let's find your passion. All these things are what I introduce and step my widow members through in the widow coaching center. Go get on the wait list for that. You guys, widowcoachingcenter.com doors won't open again until 2020, but they will right now. I've got my membership in there. I'm working with, and we work through all these things. We work through goal setting. We work through reconnecting with ourselves to discover who it is. We are deep inside. Who were we before we were taking care of a family and taking care of a husband? It's like everything. It's like you have to relearn yourself again. I even had to relearn what it was I like to eat. Isn't that crazy? First time I went grocery shopping after Jim died, I was like buying all the stuff that I used to buy because I was feeding it to Jim. And I realized, hold on, what do I like? What do I want to eat? It was a really interesting question because I wasn't sure. And I know that sounds crazy. Like, how can you not know what you like to eat? I didn't know what I like to eat. So you need to reconnect with yourself. Reconnect with what it is you like to do. What did you used to like to do? Get, get more of that in your life as a start. Right? If it's 
putting your records on, if it's finding what it is that you like to eat that you haven't made in years because nobody else in your family would touch it. For me, it was things like parsnip fries. I know that sounds really weird, but my mom used to make French fries out of parsnips and I loved it. And you know, I hadn't had that in like decades and decades. And I went out and bought a bunch of parsnips and made parsnip fries. It was really interesting. Begin to create the days you want. Set up goals. Set up some kind of a little target for yourself so that you can be working towards something that's going to make you want to get up out of your bed in the morning. That's going to set you up for more good days than bad days. And the bad days won't be as bad. You'll just recognize them as these are days that I was going to be down anyway. Right? Like my body just wants me to just chill out. My mind wants me to just have a chill out day. I'm going to do it. Or, you know, you might be hit with moments. Right? That special song that triggers tears. Seeing something outside that makes you takes you by surprise with a memory and kind of dissolves you into tears. But eventually some of those memories, just like France on my nose, will make you smile instead of cry, right? Nobody put France on my nose. Don't even get me started. <laughs> so I want you to have more good days than bad days. If you want to know more about how to do that, you can go check out my books right? If you go to Amazon and just type in Joanne Philomena, F-I-L-O-M-E-N-A, Joanne Philomena, you will see my books. Or you can go to joannebooks.com. I think that shows them. Better yet, go to joannethelifecoach.com, click on books in the menu, and it will show you my books. And I think there are links to both books in Amazon if you want to buy them from Amazon. JoanneTheLifeCoach.com is my main website. Up there in the menu, you will see books listed. You will see podcasts listed. I think I've got Widow Coaching Center up there in the menu now. Go check it out. Hey, and leave me a review on iTunes if you have time. Go get the books. If you haven't read either of my books, start with Widowed. It was my first book. It's for the newer widow, but I know a lot of widows who've been widowed for years bought that book and got a lot out of it. So go check it out, y'all, and I will talk to you again next week. Bye.